Hello, Vitamizers, and welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. I'm Allison here in Austin, Texas with MSW Lounge. And uh, right quick before I mention some stuff, just wanted to say in advance, I apologize for the possible lesser quality of the audio of this episode. Uh, I unfortunately was not able to be there to help make sure that the microphones we had set up were working and one of them turned off during the recording, so I actually had to pull the audio from somewhere else. (laughs) So again, I'm sorry if um, the actual audio in this uh, this version is is less than you're used to, but um, it it still works, and uh, the information is so good. Our guest delved into some really cool stuff that we haven't talked about yet. So definitely listen to it. I'm going to levelize the audios as best as I can. Levelize? Not sure if that's a word. I'm going to make it sound as good as I can, but uh, just know that it's not from the best source. So keeping that in mind, (laughs) uh, the How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by MSW Lounge. We are located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. We're also brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. Last but not least, we are sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on their social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on events and programs. Okay. Real quick, uh, shout out to Amy and Leslie who were joining us uh, on on one of our live recordings of the podcast. They're two of the Slenderella nurses. They joined in and were watching us uh, as we live streamed our podcast with last week's guests, uh, um, Nomad Strength. So uh, go check that episode out. Thank you ladies for joining in and saying hey. And now today's guest is Ali Waddell uh, from Ali Waddell Wellness and she is awesome. Her her email literally just her name on her email is badass. She's <laughs> that's a perfect description for her. Um she's great. She's an incredible health and wellness coach and she does she's pretty adamant that she is not just a trainer or a nutrition coach. She is a life coach um because there are a lot of there are a lot of things that we don't address in um 
in, in health coaching and, uh, she is on the forefront of changing that. So definitely give this episode a good listen. I think there's a lot of good times for self reflection in it. And I think you're really going to like it. So here we go. Ali Waddell. Awesome. Well, Hey guys, welcome to the how do you help podcast. Got a new setup today. It's going to be awesome. Um, we have Ali Waddell from Ali Waddell Wellness. Correct. Um, she's got a bunch of things going on, which we're excited to talk about. And, uh, uh, and then we got Durst Dosa over here on my right, and uh, he is still doing his gut challenge. He's starting to incorporate a couple more things uh, to his diet on Tex Mex Yogi. Let's get this started. Is there often neuro in this thing? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I was swimming around. All right, Allie. So, yes. I met you twice last year, right? Through two different organizations. Correct. Paleo, and then. Um, Hi, how are you? So you're known around the Austin community and getting a little bit bigger outside of Austin with uh, your health and wellness philosophy. Yes. Right. So what is your health and wellness philosophy? My main health and wellness philosophy is in general, most what most people think about wellness is complete bullshit. Okay. (laughs) I think that we've kind of skewed very aesthetic. So that health and wellness is about how you look and how you're kind of perceived and all that. And so I think people have lost a sense of listening to themselves, trusting their intuition. And then there's just so much noise out there. They just get overwhelmed and they kind of throw their hands up. And so they don't do anything consistently. Yeah. And so one of my biggest things is I don't think there's one right way. I think there's one right way for every person, which is a lot harder to actually teach. But I think that is actually what lasting transformational wellness is all about. It's about how do we teach our clients to be their health gurus and to be their own wellness coaches. Because if you need me for the rest of your life, I've done my job wrong. I actually need to teach you the skills because you need to do this for the rest of your life. So for like 60 years, and I ain't hanging out with you for 60 years, (laughs) no matter how much I like you. And so it's like, how do we set people up for success and actually teach them the fundamentals of health and wellness, you know, mental, physical, and nutritional health, and putting that all together. And then I have kind of eight pillars, but those are the main kind of wellness pillars. So like teach a man to fish. Teach a man to fish. Teach a lady to fish. Teach 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 everybody to fish. fish. Teach a lady to fish. Fishing is actually super fun. Yeah, I can do it. hunting. Do you do any deep fishing? Oh, yeah. We don't do deep sea, but we have a house um, and a boat out on the Texas coast in Port O'Connor. And so we fish in the shallows. So we fish trout and redfish. I saw your workout on the boat. (laughs) Yeah, that was actually after my fishing rod broke. Yeah. I went out, did one cast, and my reel, like, completely, like, imploded. And I was like, well. And, yes, I'll work out now. <laughs> Ken, Ken is out like wade fishing, like out away from me, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll work out now. So it was, uh, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, that's funny because like, you had some downtime. You're like, well, I guess I'll work out and be healthy, right? Yeah, I think it's actually that was a practice that's really I try to implement with clients, which is like, you can something can go wrong. And you're completely in control of how you interpret and then move through that. And so, like, I could have been a pouty little bitch and sat on the boat and been super annoyed because we're out there for, like, four or five hours and I was going to be a fish. 
Or I can like completely change my physiology, which will then change how I feel. Yeah. You know, I've been out there on the boat before and been freezing and kind of grumpy because I don't like to be cold. Yeah. And so if I just start to actually move my body, I warm up and then of course, what's gonna happen? Your dopamine levels are gonna come up. Yeah. Everything's gonna start to change and actually your perception changes. So instead of waiting to feel like you wanna do something, do something so that you can feel the yeah, way yeah. you wanna feel. Yeah. People always are like, I just don't feel like doing that. I'm like, you think I feel like getting up at four o'clock in the morning and freaking meditating? Yeah. Not usually. God. Are you four a.m. meditator? I am, I am too. Oh, oh my god! god. Yeah, that's that's so crazy awesome. yes. Oh my yes. god! Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's awesome. But it's the only way to get it done. Yeah, I you just, know. And plus, you have more time to do it. Like it's, I, yeah. if I do it at five, I feel like. I mean, usually I end up doing it at five because I wake up at four slowly and then. Yeah, it's like, I don't start till four thirty. Sure, yeah. yeah. So what time do you go to bed then? I mean, in optimal land, I'm in bed between 8 and 8.30. Damn, are you serious? Yeah, but we're, I'm usually in bed at like 8.30 to 9, in bed, asleep, 9, 9.30. Yeah. That's awesome. But it's like, I am like old lady island, man. If it was like 7.30, I'd be like, ching, if we didn't have kids. But they <laughs> go to bed early. I'm lucky if I can get, I get them in bed about 8.30, which is actually pretty early That's actually for really middle early. school kids. <laughs> Well, yeah. you guys just get done. Seven thirty to eight now. Yeah. yeah, I babysit on Mondays at seven fifteen. I'm like, it's time for bed, and he's like, all right, I'm yeah. out. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've been measuring uh, my sleep with the sleep cycle app, and I love it. How do you like that? I I think it's pretty good. I think they have some room to grow on it. I think there's a few things they could add to it. But one of the cool things I've noticed is like if I go to bed before like eleven. Which is kind of rare for me sometimes. Uh, I get like almost ninety percent to one hundred percent sleep, like every time. The later that I go to bed, obviously my sleep patterns might be in deep sleep, but it's saying I'm not as getting quality sleep, which is interesting. So to me, going to bed earlier and then being able to get up on my own is something I'm still working on. The four a.m. I'd love to be able to do that again. I really wish. We used, I used to get up at what like five and yeah. go work out and everything. And we had a hardcore workout by like the time six or seven rolled in. And we're like, damn, we've been up for like four or five hours getting <laughs> shit done. And now we're just starting the actual work day, right? Mm -hmm. So it does prolong your day, but you just go to bed earlier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. You're not missing anything at night. No. No. And it's start, you know, I've been in fitness for 17 years now. And I've had early morning clients for a large majority of that. I mean, so I used to have, I have clients at 530 and 6. And so I have to be out of the house at 530. 
Oh yeah, yeah. There's even a Instagram deal that says before 5 a.m. and it's like just shit that you can get done before 5 a.m. It's like a whole other club. Y'all part of like this club, this subculture. Yeah. I will blame. Right, so I can text you like at 5 a.m. Like, yes, yeah. I have like three people that. <laughs> my 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 girl that does my stretching. She's the weird early person. I can text her at five o'clock in the morning. She'll answer me right back. I'm like, I love you, Kimberly. Allison used to be like that with me, but then now she's doing the, the late the night. The comedy. Yeah. So, so now, now she's sleeping until six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna blame my dad for that though. My dad has been in construction. He builds furniture and has always like worked construction and so he's always gotten up super early and he used to tell me when I was little go-getters get up before five he goes you know how the success he goes I go to million dollar homes and he goes the go-getters are up they're yeah. up when I get there at five o'clock in the morning and so I think he also instilled that in me at some point so yeah he still gets up at 4 30 in the morning my dad <laughs> he's like almost 67 you're probably like he's probably like I'm gonna beat you you can't get up before I do right I can't text him in the morning yeah, of course. He's on the list. Oh, if I text my parents, they're like, "What? What the hell do you need? You're bothering me." Because my parents slept in. Or they'd be like freaking out. I was like, "It's everything right." Are you right? Okay? Yeah, right. Are you what, are you, what are you doing up at seven? <laughs> well, you got kids. It's like that's why you're up. I'm like, no, I'm not up. It's because I got ten thousand things I need to do today, and I will not get them done if I sleep in. Yeah, I, I totally get. Because I don't want to work four hours in the afternoon or at night. I don't want to stay up on my computer because it drains my body and my eyes. Yeah. Sure. And all those EMFs and all that. I don't have blue blockers yet. Yeah, you need some blue blockers. You got to turn off your Wi-Fi in your house. Do they make contacts? Blue blocker contacts? Ooh, here, million dollar idea. Uh -oh. Million uh -oh. dollar idea. <laughs> God, they should do that. So, are you a biohacker? No. You don't. You don't consider that term. No. You don't like that term. I don't. I don't not like that term. I just do not consider myself one of those people. Because you're already doing all this shit anyway, right? They kind of. Did what you're doing. Now. I think in general, I do stuff like don't act like an idiot. <laughs> like I think most. This is the. This is like this, eat dairy. This is yeah exactly. <laughs> this is like the majority of people. Ninety-five percent of the population could be way way healthier if they just didn't act like a fucking idiot most of the time. <laughs> it's like don't eat like a dum dum. Move your body. <laughs> Sleep. I'm like it's really people want to make it like super complicated and want to figure out like the 0.1% part and I'm like like you don't mostly eat real make, food eat real here we go yeah. <laughs> eat, eat some fresh food oh yeah don't eat a lot of carbohydrates don't eat sugar don't eat dairy not well, really hard they, they have like all these different types of food blends and like all these like fusion especially in Austin like Korean barbecue and there's pokey or right or whatever and, like all that shit I'm like oh sashimi like fish <laughs> Like, yeah, or like tartar. And I'm like, tartar, that's cool. Like, so you're just like raw meat. They're like, yeah, it's like the new thing now because it's supposed to be. I'm like, yeah, caveman used to do that shit all the time too. They'd go chase the buffalo down with a spear, kill it, shave it, clean it, and then still use all the other stuff for whatever, bone broth, right? Like, they would take the femur, right? And they'd probably just soak it. Like, yeah, you get a bunch of nutrients on it. But now they charge $15 for a bowl of bone broth. And I'm like, it's like leftovers. Like leftovers, right? Like, <laughs> Like that's I've seen Mexican food that has tons of bone broth right there. They throw some intestines in it. Exactly. But yeah, like uh, there's the biohacker deal. The reason I asked that is because someone asked me the other day, like, are you a biohacker? And I was like, I don't think so, because like to me, and I know uh, Dr. Kirk said the same thing too. Is like sometimes it's like a, a cheating, lazy way to go about certain things, making your life like accommodating 
to the point where you don't have to change your lifestyle, right? Like, so it's like the hackiness saying, I don't have time to sit here and wake up at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. to meditate, so I'm gonna listen to these Bluetooth things that basically meditate for me while I'm driving to work, answering emails. And I'm like, that's not simplifying anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he summed it up by like, biohacking is almost like shortcuts. It's like, I just don't it's agree all with shortcuts. shortcuts. Yes. I completely, yeah, I'm in the long, long game. Like, I'm the anti-quick fix <laughs> wellness professional. Yeah. And people get super annoyed. They're like, do a 30-day bikini challenge. I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't do anything for 30 days. I want you to do something for 30 years. So, like, let's talk about what that looks like. And I don't care how slow you change. Yeah. That's the other thing. I'm like, I want you to baby step the shit out of this. And then, cool. so if, we're, if week one literally is you don't do anything, if I can just get you to put on your tennis shoes five days in a row, we're winning. That's bad. You know, and then walk around the block, also winning. You know, like, we need to, like, slowly progress people as opposed to this, I call it the uh, aircraft carrier versus the speedboat approach. Yeah. So aircraft carrier is, like, making these micro turns. And you can't even tell it's turning. Yeah. But the shit turns and goes all the way around the globe and you can't even tell. As opposed to, like, most people want to be in a speedboat and they're, like, trying to jet the wheel back and forth and they're, like, running into sandbars, yeah. flipping out of it. Stand, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so they <laughs> change funny. everything all at once. And then, and then of course, it, they can't keep it together because nobody can do that. Yeah. And so then they throw their hands up, and it's not even that they quit that's a problem. It's the, it's the negative mindset cascade that happens when you quit because now you've just reinforced your belief, your limited belief that you've always had about yourself that I can't do this, I'm never going to be able to do this, I'm never going to change. I'm so instead of having these small wins and being like, man, I, I said I was going to do that three times last week, and I did it four, or I did it three, hooray for me, now I've like flipped the apple cart and got drugged behind it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the whole new year, new you bullshit of like, I know I haven't worked out or done anything and I've been drinking and eating all of December, but starting January 2nd, you know what I'm going to yeah. do? I'm going to meditate for 30 minutes every day. <laughs> I'm going to work out seven days a week. I'm going to be nice to my husband. I'm not going to eat any dairy or carbohydrate. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Well, it's like they're planning to make that change. And then I would answer back like, well, why don't you start right now? arbitrary January 2nd? Yeah, it's like, like, but that's four months. I got the whole holiday. I got Halloween coming up, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. I don't have time to start a diet. That's one of my favorites. Right? The holidays. I don't have time for a diet. So, do you even use the word diet? Oh, no. It's a four-letter word, right? Yeah. Diet is so dumb. I'm like, what? It, how do you eat? Like, let's just talk about what yeah. you per, put in your mouth. Yeah. I also think diet feels... I think there's a lot of negative connotations, of course, because it, most people fail on that word. So it's like, the first thing I always do with people is add in positive before I start detracting everything. Because it's like, if you just go into somebody and be like, you can't have anything that you have sustained yourself on. They'll hate you. They'll hate you. And yeah. their body will hate them. So I'm like, let's look. Yeah, like, you're, eating, you're eating <laughs> no vegetables right now. I need you to eat two cups of vegetables for the next five days and guess what we're not moving on until you can do that consistently because it's not going to matter yeah you know if i can't get you to eat a serving of vegetables a day then there's other stuff we have to yeah no shit yeah. but it's amazing how many people don't they're like i eat vegetables i eat corn potatoes green beans I'm like that's <laughs> carrots not... yeah carrots and I'm some like... sweet potatoes so yeah. you eat like one of those stuffed 
potatoes, right? Those baked potatoes with yeah. all that stuff. There's chives on there, and there's some <laughs> That's onions. That's green. <laughs> It's from Jason's Deli. It is, is from right? Jason's Deli. It's nature. It's a potato. It's still a potato. I'm like, yeah, that's not so what we're talking about. Do you about. work anything with like a neuro-linguistic like programming or, or just the way you or people or clients speak to themselves? I do a lot of stuff around language. I don't use NLP specifically, but we. I do a lot of stuff unpacking limited beliefs, negative mindset issues. I have everybody do a thing called naming your inner bitch. So like identifying who's in your head that's yelling at you, telling you, huh, you suck and you're fat. And what do you tell them back? Well, so I tell them, because once you give her a name, her or him a name, mm -hmm. then you can tell them to shut up. Yeah. Because I think the biggest thing that's, that all that is is a mind, mindfulness trick because it's it's giving you perspective that that's not actually you talking to you. Yeah, it's like you're not your thoughts. You're not your thoughts. And you're, you're definitely not your traumatized thought that is now turned into this negative pattern of, talking to yourself and so but for a lot of people who have been ruled by that their whole life so many people internalize that and be like well that must be true that must be true yeah. that I'm a loser that I'll never be able to do this that I don't deserve that and so just giving her a name is like okay can you sh can you shut up can you leave me alone now I have them kind of visualize visualize that person sitting next to you like they're your friend on the couch I mean you would kick them out of your house if somebody was like, man, you suck. You know how much you really fucked that up today? Yeah. Like, you look terrible in those pants. Your husband does not like you. He probably likes that woman at work way better than you. You know, yeah. like, it's just so interesting. If that was somebody else, you would never allow somebody to talk to you like that. Right. But so many people do it all day long, and it's just rampant That's in crazy. Their heads. Yeah, no, it's... That's yeah. true. That's good. I've never thought about that way. I used to have this thing on my phone, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. I, I love that. I love that. For all the shit talking you can say about Jordan Belfort and all that, the uh -huh. guy knew what he was doing, right? He was a badass. But it said one of the quotes was there. It's like, the only thing standing between you and your goal is that bullshit story you keep telling yourself why you can't do it. Oh, completely. Right? Yeah. I mean, the idea of saying, why can't I do this? Why can't I? It's just like, yeah, why can't you? Mm -hmm. Like, I'll never look like this. I'll never. It's like, well, first of all, tell that voice in your head to shut the fuck up about the idea of saying you're going to look like a model. You're supposed to look this way. Everyone's different, and I guess see where you're coming from. And then second, it's just like the hardest part with it is saying, how do you be comfortable with who you are, right? Because it might be that where you accept that there's some things you can't do and some things you can't, but at the same time, you're like, I'm okay with it because I'm on a path. It's yes. not a 30-day diet. Yeah. I'm not trying to get six-minute abs. You know, is that thing still around? Is it, six, is it five minute abs now? Yeah. Or the the what was it? The Suzanne Summers, the thigh master. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Is yeah. But that's the one muscle you. Know. And I think <laughs> you never fall out of doing those things, or talking shit to yourself or whatever. I mean, we do it all the time to each other. Where I was like, hey, change the way you just said that, right? Because it just seems like it's a limiting way that you phrase that, right? We've done that to each other. Well, and like in sales too, right? Yeah. Like, cause even he's told me, and it's a, it's wonderful to see the psychological aspect behind marketing, right? Oh God. Because they hit at that same voice that's telling you, you suck. Yes. Right. Yes. It's like, we're going to market and cater to that voice in your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause you're like giving it power. I see like this right here. That's my daily affirmations. I'm the master of my thoughts. I am the captain of my energy. I am. I, I can do anything I set my mind to. There's one that I don't have on there that I always say is uh, also uh, every day and every way I'm getting better and better. Yeah. But I've been adding that I am stronger than my thoughts too. Yeah. Lately. It makes such... People, 
you know, people want to, well, I was in the, you know, I started in kind of the fitness training world, and so forever I was like, oh, it's fitness, fitness is the thing, and then I got nutrition, and I was like, oh, no, 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 it's nutrition, and then it's the fitness is the thing, it's nutrition first, and then I started doing the mindset stuff, and I'm like, okay, never mind, it's yeah. all mindset, yeah. and then the other stuff is just the icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true, because no one talks about mental and emotional well-being, right? Oh, it's so... It's, it's the only thing that actually matters. You know, that's, that's the thing that I hope that my clients get after they work with me, is in the end, your relationship with yourself is the paramount relationship in your life. It's the only lifelong relationship you will have. And so you better figure out how to make it as good as possible because it will be the thing that will either raise you up or destroy you. Right. over and over and over again and how do you forge that relationship and just like your relationship that you work on with your partner or a business associate how do you work on your relationship with yourself daily to make it stronger and learn more and make it deeper throughout your life because I think people just like well this is just how yeah. it is this is just how it is <laughs> you no know, I agree I agree completely it's it's work right um, one of the things that you mentioned your dad always going to those houses of the millionaires who, you know, who are successful and all that. You have to find a way to motivate yourself even when you're at the top. Oh, yeah. Especially, right? Especially, because you got to stay at the top, right? Or, like, what what else can you do? Like, Richard Branson, he always has these wonderful, like, motivational oh, quotes. So and, well, I'll just say, for everyone that says that, okay, I'm, this is my mentor, this is the person I'm following, then you have someone who's like, uh, like what Tesla's doing, and, uh, and, and you can say, like, well, look at all the crap they have to go through, right? What's motivating them mm -hmm. to where basically what's it, uh, Musk got basically kicked out, ousted of CEO, and it's like yeah. saying, like, this guy wants to travel in space. Everyone's probably told him, you can't do it, you can't do it, don't get out of your head, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, nah, I'm, I'm going to keep doing do it. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it, right? And so who does he run to that says, you know what, man? You, yeah, you can. I know who to talk to. You talk to this person over here, right? Mm -hmm. But that mental aspect of it, I found, is putting it out there, right? Yeah. I don't know how to do it. I don't find the. I can't find the answer. I've read every book. I don't know. I'm just gonna put out there that I need to make a change, and it'll come back to me. Mm -hmm. well, I think a big, big part of that, which is so good that you, is is, is disarming your ego, because there's mm -hmm. humility in admitting that I don't know how to do it and that I need help, and that's a big big thing for so many people is like just admitting that it's not fucking going well yeah. like okay i might look good on instagram or facebook but my life is a disaster or maybe one part of my life just isn't going well you yeah. know and it's just like the biggest part for a lot of people and that's why hiring a coach can be so transformational it's actually in the act of asking for help and getting support and getting that Kind of communal feel and also getting accountability that can be the game changer i'm not actually doing anything magical i'm actually just like a mirror and then giving you some tools but it's really all of my clients doing the work i'm not i'm not in doing anything you're doing it but i think the humility to admit that you need help is a huge huge thing hurdle for a lot of people because god forbid anybody figures out your shit together no, no. You guess what we all know yeah yeah like, and i love that people think it's a secret 
I'm well, like, you don't think we can tell that you're a shit show? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can see the posts on Instagram and all that. They're like, that person's not that happy. They got all this other shit going. That's not really them. Why don't they post pictures of people being sad or saying, here's my downfall, here's me at my lowest? Because that's part of life, too. You can't just have all happiness all the time. No. First off, that would be boring. Yeah. And second off, it wouldn't even feel happy. It would feel like mediocre land. Yeah. The reason, the reason happy feels happy is because you were sad. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Like, you need it, right? You need to be sad because it motivates you to say, I don't want to go through that again. Or maybe I'll take this and I'll learn from it. I can use it for a positive. Well, and to have all the emotions of a human. Like, it's yeah. part of the human experience. You need to, to live fully. You should have all the emotions that every human needs to have. I mean, the struggle is part of... You can't have a painting without the shadow. That's you true. have to have the shadow. That's what makes it pop. That's badass. Yeah. That's so, cool. are you like a muse? Do you consider yourself a muse? No, I don't consider myself a muse, but I'll be one. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Any artists out there? Yeah. Well, you are like that for the people you said that reach out to help you, because... I mean, I had this lady that came in today. She's trying to send her husband in here. Mm -hmm. And he, got, he came in here and he got some service. You know, uh, he got a shot last week. And it's like, well, how'd he do? Well, I don't know. He said, he said he wouldn't tell me much. Oh, interesting. And so she's basically saying, I need him to come and open up to you because I can't get through to him. Mm -hmm. So maybe hope up to you because I know he's dealing with this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like... Yeah, but it also has to be him willing to open up to do that, yeah. right? Because I can sit here and whisper in his ear, and he won't like that. Mm -hmm. But the idea of saying, is there something I can do to inspire him to want to make a change to where, yes, it will help the wife out and you know her life situation, but more importantly, how do I get through to this person, yeah. right? If they're, if they're putting up a guard. Yeah. So how do you do it with, with your clients? I don't take clients that have a guard up. You say so, no? I mean, that's the reality, is I have a really strong uh, first kind of interview call with people and I do not take people who I do not feel are ready and willing to make real transformational change for themselves and take 100% full responsibility for their lives. I think that's the, you know, I say that line to every single person and that terrifies a lot of people. You are 100% responsible for your life. 100%. I don't care about anything that happened to you. I mean, Yes, everybody gets whatever bag they were dealt when they were born, but it's up to you. If you're an adult, you are responsible for everything. So you using your victim mindset or the I can't do this and I'm not I'm not, you know, worthy of that. That's that's all a story. And They're so holding me down. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> their fault. It's this thing, it's that thing. It's not, it's you. Yeah. You get to change all of that if you choose to. Um and so that's one thing is I really, I, you know, the, the bonus of being in this industry for a long time is I'm at a point now where I just don't, I'm really good at saying no to people that are not a good fit for me and that I'll give people other resources and then I'll give them plenty of stuff and say, when you're ready and willing and able to do this work, I'm here 100%, but you're stepping towards me. I'm not chasing you and I'm not like, I kind of view myself as a little bit of a lifeline, but I don't, I don't chase clients anymore, you know, and I, do, and I don't try to convince people that what, what I do will fix them because they need to know that what they have to fix themselves, Yeah. you know, and so that's a big thing. And I also think it's a, it's a big reminder for people that you can't talk anybody into anything. 
you know, especially when it comes to health and wellness and kind of personal growth and personal transformation. I mean, I tried to pull my fucking ex-husband into personal transformation. Like, I was like, just come with me. Let's go. I'm going. You can come. It'll be way better over here. I mean, for years, you know, and he just was not at a point or at the capacity to be able to do it. And at some point I had to call it and say, I'm growing. You decided not to, and I have to go. And that's a really hard decision for people to make, but you can't force, you can only stand as an example. Yeah. And I think that's actually the strongest convincing you'll ever be for anybody in your life is like change your own life, deal with your side of the fence, be the healthiest, happiest version of you and people will run towards you and ask you what you're doing. And you won't have to convince anybody. And those people that are not willing won't talk to you about it. <laughs> But don't go home for Christmas and then try to convince everybody to be keto. Because oh. nobody, <laughs> yeah. nobody likes that bitch. <laughs> yeah, while, while they're eating apple pie and uh, pecan pie. I, I did that, actually. I had a, When I was in chiropractic school before I, I started my nurse practitioner stuff, the reason I got introduced to nutrition, the radical concept, was there was a nutritionist there in school that um, had a whole segment on why cow milk was bad for you. He even told us in class... It will actually cause osteoporosis, and here's how. And he went through the whole thing, and my mind was blown. I was like, wow, cow milk really is bad for you. That makes sense. So I went home, talked to my uncle. He's sitting across from me. just had dinner. And after each dinner, he'd have a home-cooked meal, but he'd have a little piece of cake, and he'd have a little little, little glass of milk with it, right? <laughs> this little crystal glass, oh, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and he's sitting there. He's like, you know, 70. I was like, Theo Alex, let me tell you what you're about to consume and why it's bad for you. And I did this whole 20-minute thing, like, milk's bad for you, and it's going to do this, it costs schizophrenia, and da, 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 da. Okay, mijo. Eats his cake, takes a little sip of milk, gives himself an insulin shot. <laughs> and I stopped for a second, my jaw dropped, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going up the wrong tree here. Mm -hmm. Seven years old, this guy looks at me like, I'll listen to you, son, but... You're my nephew, <laughs> you're excited, <laughs> you have to, I'm not going to do a damn thing you say. So... After a while, I was like, I can't change people's mindset if they're not willing to do it. So you're right. So now what I found is I keep quiet and people come to me now and they're like, I've been watching you. I'm seeing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? You know, like ask me questions like that. Baldo, we went to, we went to ACL this past week and we were working there. Crazy. And it was fun. But the thing was, he was talking to all these people and at one point, they asked, well, like, what's your diet like? You know, what, what's crazy stuff have you done? He's like, well, I did a six-day water fast one time. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever. I don't think I could do that. And blah, blah, And this one girl in the, in the crowd that was listening, she was, wait a second, wait a second. Talk to me about this water fast. Mm -hmm. Tell me about it. Why did you do that? I just can't understand why you do that. And he kind of laughs, like, well, I don't recommend it. She's like, well, what did you do it for? To lose weight? To feel better? Like, what is she's like, to fix my knee. And she was like, what the hell are you talking about? And, you know, to her, she was more intrigued. He didn't say, you need to try this diet. You yeah. need to hey, change I'm this. Saying, don't do yeah. it. Yeah, he basically <laughs> saying, don't do it. And it made her better. No, sucks. I want to know. Yeah, it sucks. But she was like, I think I can do that. I want to know more. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. What's but. interesting, though, because I, I did it on Instagram, too. I was tracking and doing my dailies and all that. And I have people ask me, like, so, like, all you have to do is not eat and you're going to lose weight and feel better? And I'm like, mm. That's not really what it's <laughs> not about. Really, yeah. It's definitely not about losing weight. I mean, I did lose them because I wasn't eating, but I gained it right back as soon as I started eating because I wasn't really about that. Really. Yeah. 
inflammation response and rebuilding your immune system. Yeah, because I'm sure at first, when you first started your practice and all that, I'm sure that after a while, after a while you were probably like, well, I'm not going to uh, promote weight loss all the time. I'm not going to promote the idea that you're going to try this diet, right? Because everything can be different. It's not necessarily that everyone's coming to you for, but it's still recording. That's awesome. Uh, it's not like everyone's coming to you saying, I want to lose 15 pounds. But they do, right? They say, like, I want to yeah. feel better. I want to look better. I want to sleep better. I want more energy, right? Yeah. Well, everybody hilariously still does come to me because they know what I do. And they say, oh, I want to lose weight. And we get on the call. And then I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about what you really want. Because you, you don't want to lose. I mean, you do want to lose weight, but that's not really what you want. We have to figure out, and this is, I mean, for everybody, your goal is actually not the goal. The goal is the emotion. You're going after an emotion. Like, success is not really about the money. It's about that you want to feel a certain way. So we need to figure out what the feeling is that you're going after and try to figure out what that is. Because I can get you to lose 20 pounds, but if you haven't nailed that emotion that you're going for, confidence, security, worthiness, if I haven't gotten you to that emotional state, you will get there and feel exactly the same. Yeah. You will actually feel worse because now you've gotten the thing that you thought was going to be the thing yeah. and now it feels empty. Yeah. You mean, we've all known those people who have chased the money dragon and gone up and been super successful and they get there and they are miserable people. Yeah. Yeah. It's or the same thing with 30, weight. Right? <laughs> yeah. Gone down, I, was, I tell women all the time, if you hate yourself at a size 12, you will hate yourself more at a size 6 if you have not done the mindset work. Because you will get to a size 6 and realize that you still feel unworthy and that you still don't like yourself. And you will still just degrade yourself in the mirror and you'll figure out something else to hate yourself about. And maybe it won't be the size of your pants anymore, but it will be something. And so you have to do the mindset work in order that when the awesome thing that happens when you start to take care of yourself, wait, I feel better, I have more energy, I'm having sex with my husband again, I feel secure when I walk into somewhere, I feel confident again, like that's the stuff in the end, it doesn't even matter if you got down to the size four, you know, if you can walk in and feel really confident and you feel beautiful, you're not going to care about the size of your pants. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I. I did a diet, and I say that loosely, a gut challenge last month that I'm still doing. Um, Which is I, what? So it's like an autoimmune leaky gut protocol. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so it's it's like very like no nuts, oh, no seeds, uh, no nightshades, no sugar. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to lose weight. I basically was like, fix it. I was trying. Yeah, I was like saying like everyone comes here with gut issues. Yeah. Walk a mile in their shoes. And then all of a sudden, I post my photo of, you know, 30 days later, people are like, damn, dude, I can see your abs and all that stuff. I'm like, that's not what I was trying to prove. I was trying to prove that I fixed my gut, and as a side effect, I lost weight because I reduced inflammation. Yes. <laughs> but, that, but that's the same thing that happened with him. Yeah. So they're like, you did a six-day water fast. All you have to do is not eat anything and just drink a bunch of water, and you'll look great, and you'll feel great. And he's like, no, there's real science behind this. The reason I'm doing this is because I'm trying to fix my knee pain. All they hear is, I can look better. Yeah, but, and if they do, and I think, I don't know, because I haven't really heard anything from, uh, about it, but if, I think that if they try to do a water fast to lose weight, they give up on it too quickly, because it's just, 
it's not oh, I hear that all the time. It's not a big enough reason. It's not like you had a real reason and your science brain, so it's like it's an yeah, experiment a goal. on top of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we do that all the time. I mean, I change my diets often just because either I want to see what else would work, how how they would like heal different things mm -hmm. or not. You know, we do a lot of testing, blood work, and all that. I yeah. Mean, but you learn a lot of this stuff, yeah. right? He learned about it and he studied it and he said, this makes sense, I want to explore it more, right? So the idea is saying like, okay, if you want to lose weight, here's what you do. You stop eating dairy, stop eating gluten, you eat real food, don't eat sugar, you know, try to control your insulin, get better sleep, drink some more water, meditate or do something to ground yourself. Yeah, move your body. Move your body. There you go. Then they're like, you mean I gotta do yoga? I don't want to just stretch all day. I'm like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> that's not what I meant by grounding yourself. They're like, breathing? I know how to breathe. No, you don't. No, you don't. No. You don't know how to breathe. What what percentage of the population do you think knows how to breathe? Oh, man. 2%? I mean, seriously. 5%? Less than 10. Yeah, that's Less the damn than 10. Less than 10. <laughs> it's the same people who know how to uh, probably handle stress, like quote unquote, right? Oh, and they say, which is called drinking alcohol at your house by yourself. I guess so, right? Or eating a box I of chocolates. I know how to handle stress. I drink this bottle of wine. Oh yeah, I've been so stressed lately. I got plastered because I needed to do it. Because we were there. We would go to Sixth Street and we would get drunk and oh. feel like crap all weekend, and then still get up and function somehow. How did I do that? So I don't know. Oh, I know. It is unbelievable. I don't know how, at all because now we used to go to it was Fuddruckers that they had like Fuddruckers two dollar pictures oh and they'd be like how many like how many cups do you want and they'd be like two well, cups just give me a straw. give me two pictures like that's <laughs> just what, give me a well, straw we would go to Peter Piper Pizza <laughs> oh my God Peter Piper Pizza <laughs> we go to Peter, because they that's served so beer good. there and that's it was awesome. cheap in college we're like four dollar pictures why do we even need a glass just bring us pictures Wasn't yeah. That it's like Dallas nightclub used to have quarter. Oh, yeah, and the number quarter, one DWI quarter. bar in Austin. Like, I had penny pitchers on Tuesdays at one place. Penny pitchers. Penny pitchers. I'm just like, the, the amazing thing about it is, is that, that we're alive. We're alive. We're alive and, and we're we, functioning. Humans. And we're functioning. We didn't destroy our liver. We didn't get arrested we're really or hurt someone. doing an IV of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, like that's essentially what it is. If someone got an IV this past week, they're like, well, can I drink a beer while I'm doing this? I'm like, it's kind of negating the whole idea. Oh, right? Because the, the other thing is, right, too, I know you guys. That's all anti inflammation. Well, they, I, you hear this too. They're like, the beer. <laughs> I, I tell people this about the diet, and it's such a, a bullshit kind of thing because I'm just tired of hearing people give me excuses. To lose weight, you have to clean up your diet. And they're like, okay, I can do that. But you tell them, don't eat this, don't eat that. They're like, oh, fuck that, I'm not going to do it. So I go, okay, all gentle. What are the three foods you like to eat? Mm -hmm. Oh, I like bread. Mm -hmm. I like cheese. And chocolate. I love wine. Yeah. And I'm like, well, wine's not necessarily a food. They're like, yeah, but i got to have my wine. I'm like, well, you're not going to get to your end point if you don't give up that. They're like, well, I'm not giving up wine. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, well, it's all sugar, it's all carbs, it's whatever. It's going to throw your metabolism off. But when you get to that point where you're like, I can't lose this last little bit, you'll consider that. But the only reason someone will give up alcohol, unless they have a problem, or they say, this is going to help me lose weight. I'm getting a beer belly. That is, that is, I find that super fascinating. The whole, like, women will only stop drinking wine if they think it'll, oh, my God, if I could just stop drinking wine, I'd be skinny. Well, they have like, skinny wine now, right? Like that, that skinny bitch wine or whatever that yeah. is, right? 
Really? Yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Because the, the chick is like um, a, she's from a marketing stamp. I'm a marketing guy. Like, she's skinny. Cool. Like she's super skinny. Like she's anorexic. Like let's yeah. not get it twisted. The girl is anorexic. She was on Real Housewives. Yeah. And so her deal was, I'm gonna come up with a smart wine for the person who wants to stay fit, just like Michelob did, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a 90 calorie, no, like two card beer. I mean, if they put if they put Miller Lite in a very skinny can <laughs> and showed someone drinking a straw with it, that would sell, right? Yeah. They would market it to women. Mm -hmm. That's what they did with diet sodas. Put it pink. Make it put pink. it pink, right? Breast Cancer Awareness Month, yeah. right? They used to do that with a certified chicken. The what? bucket, the buckets they used to do was a pink bucket that is a part of the proceeds would go towards breast cancer research. Oh. GMO hormone induced chickens with. 10 over 10 times the oversized breast they need to you're gonna eat that chicken breast for breast cancer for breast cancer awareness that makes a lot of sense yeah <laughs> that's good marketing yeah, it's marketing ways. i like it i it's, love i love marketing it's just it's ingenious yeah. oh it's ingenious because the idea is saying well what if instead of regular soda we call it diet soda <laughs> and we worse. say there's no make calories it in it and we'll put in a skinny can and we'll have sofia vergara drinking it with a little straw sell it all day long done all right because i'll look like her if i drink yeah it. let's make a skinny what well, the movies they have the diet coke uh commercial like one of those previews things and, mm -hmm. and it's one of the things that the girl says is like i'll drink diet coke because like because i can't like it's exactly what the message is and because it's healthy there's no calories no how did the message tell me that the shit. message in that commercial isn't that it's healthy is that it's like because I can choose to do that. And I oh, because I'm a woman? Yeah. It's yeah. my choice. I'm empowered. Oh, my God. I'm empowered oh. to kill myself. And I was like, that's pretty... I mean, once again, from the marketing side, I was like, that's pretty cool. At the same time, I was like, that sucks. <laughs> but that's why I think it's so interesting. You know, you wonder why the general population is so freaking confused about what to do with their health. I mean, if you didn't know anything and you heard somebody say, well, this has no calories, I mean, it makes... Sense. With no yeah. knowledge, it makes sense. It's like, oh, well, that seems better then because this, supposedly, this is bad because it has 150 calories and this has zero. And so it's like, yeah. I mean, and it's like all that stuff. It's like, okay, so then I'm going to go get my gluten-free muffins because those must be better for me. Oh, than yeah, because they're healthy. There's no gluten in it. There's regular muffins, and I'm just like, but poor people, no wonder you're so overwhelmed. I mean, people are just selling them bullshit all day long and and doing it in order to sell things. You know, it's just yeah. product oh, sales. Yeah. There's there's products that um have gluten free on it and they have they've never been gluten. Like they they just like were um Cheerios. Gluten free vodka. There's a there is a billboard in Austin that is a vodka and it says it's gluten free. Yeah. Gluten like free carb free. I was is like it, is it come from like is, rice? It is. What is that? Potatoes. Or potatoes? Yeah. Is that potatoes, what it is? Yeah. Usually. Potatoes are good. Yeah. Well, there was one something that said no cholesterol free, and it, like years ago, and it was like. It's like the whole trans fat one. It's like no trans fat. It's like. <laughs> it never had trans fat. <laughs> well, they, I had gluten free shampoo actually. I got I got some Alba like, you know, shampoo from Whole Foods, and it said gluten free, and I was like. Does my shampoo need to be gluten-free? Yeah. Well, really was there gluten in my shampoo before this? And I, I don't know. know. We have shampoo that has frankincense. No, I love your frankincense, actually. I've seen that gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, organic, fair trade. <laughs> so 
locally sustained. Save the rainforest. Save the yeah. Sugar. 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 First ingredient, sugar. sugar. Second ingredient, natural flavors. Oh. Which could be a million things. Yes, you want to hear my weirdest natural flavor story that I learned in college school? Yes, please. Natural raspberry flavor. Do you know where natural raspberry flavor comes from? I have no idea. The anal gland of a beaver. Really? (laughs) Shit you not. Even better. Even better. Yes, they harvest it from the... They make natural raspberry flavor from the anal gland of a beaver. (laughs) Let that sink in. First off, who found out that the anal gland of a beaver tasted like a raspberry? Yes, that's <laughs> Who was number one? <laughs> who was the end one of that study? Oh my god. Okay, we're going to take this beaver. We're going to cut it apart. Everybody taste something and tell me what it tastes like. I don't even know how the hell you get that. Like, I don't... I don't... Know. But that's that's what people don't understand. So when it's it not says... vegan. Well, anything that's packaged has to be preserved with something in there, a derivative of something to either make it sweeter, last longer, or taste better, right? Yeah, so they're saying, because like, if everything, if, if Brussels sprouts tasted like sugar, everyone across the country would say, all my kids are going to eat Brussels sprouts. But it doesn't taste like sugar, right? So then it's like, well, how do we make it to where it tastes better? Let's caramelize it and deep fry the shit out of it. And then people will eat it that way. And it's healthy. And it's healthy for you, right? You know, because it's like rice flour dipped in like corn oil Mm. or olive oil. And it's like, I don't know how any of that's really good. Oh, and it sits on the, it's it's already ready to bake or ready to eat. You just heat up in the microwave for 30 seconds and it's eating. In the microwave in a plastic bag. In a plastic bag. (laughs) But poke a hole in the plastic at the top. I did not have a microwave for probably... Eight, eight years and then when I moved in with my boyfriend partner he did have a microwave and so now I'll use a microwave every once in a while to like melt something or like melt butter or something like that but I just I got out of the habit of using one and now I barely ever use it like I don't really see the need to use a microwave yeah. he cooks all kinds of weird shit in the microwave, like eggs. I was going to say. I'm like, who makes, he makes eggs for the, that's how we actually taught the boys how to make scrambled eggs for themselves. My mom taught me that too. And I was like, why the hell, it takes 30 seconds to cook an egg. I just don't understand. He was like, I don't know, they like them better. I'm like, that is weird. And then he made bacon in the microwave. And I'm sorry, that is disgusting. Oh, we've always learned how to do it. There used to be those little bacon. The bacon slight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a given. He used to put them on a paper towel. I'm like, I could cook you a whole Thing of bacon in the oven. He's like, it takes too long. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You just gotta be patient. It takes too <laughs> long. It takes 20 minutes. When I was in college, my parents had a Sam's membership, you know, the club membership, whatever. Mm-hmm. And my little fridge in my dorm room was stocked full of like chicken nuggets from Tyson, oh, yeah. hot pockets, ramen I noodles. Hot pockets, oh, I mean, it was just more than merry. And I always watched it down like a big yeah, gulp of like it. Dr Pepper, Big Red, or something like that. I don't know how in the hell were you thin no okay. i don't know how in the hell i wasn't unhealthy i mean like unhealthier like because i was drinking on top of that and then eating nachos or burgers or whatever but i was 20 years old oh yeah amazing metabolism my doctor at one point said you have bad cholesterol <laughs> and my dad goes what the hell's wrong with you? you're 20 years old how do you have bad cholesterol i wonder <laughs> I, I was like well i don't know you keep buying me all this shit that i want no one, I, I, if, if I wanted lettuce or spinach, like, you'd look at me weird. Mm-hmm. 
where are you going to put it? Are you going to put it in a burger? <laughs> you know, are you going to put it in a sandwich? I got lettuce, a little tomato right there, and onions. Honey baked ham. Honey baked ham, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's, it's not good. Or like, I really think it's funny too when people come in like, I'm keto, I'm paleo. What do you eat? Bacon, eggs, barbecue. Cheese. Like, cheese. I'm sorry. The cheese part of the of the keto thing just really makes me want to like punch something. Forward. That's why you don't get just paleo, but paleo. Paleo, no paleo. You're allowed to have dairy as well, but I'm just. There's actually this new book, cookbook that came out called the Ketotarian, which is actually very interesting. So it's a higher fat, mostly vegetable based, with some fish and shellfish protein in it. But it actually has legit recipes that yeah. are just like here, healthy food. I'm like, you cannot tell people that they can just eat like a steak with cheese on it with bacon slices and be like, you're super healthy now. I'm like, nobody can look at that plate and say you're healthy. That's keto, man. It's like that, have you heard the like big trend of the carnivore diet? Oh, yeah. What's going on? I'm like, come I've on seen now. it. Kyle Kingsbury's doing it right now. I no, saw I'm that. Done. Well, I saw Primal Hacker was doing it too, right? He got shredded, actually. Chris got shredded off of it. I think doing it, and, and actually Rhonda Patrick was on... Um, was on Joe Rogan a few weeks ago and she kind of went through the science of it and she said I think short term you could actually have some positive effects happen yeah she's like but long term like your micronutrient load is gonna go in the tank yeah and she's like and none of these people are doing testing so it's like what are yeah yeah do it for a month great she she goes it's basically forcing yourself into a fast because you cannot eat that much meat because you yeah, get you so bored like, Kyle's like, I can't even eat that many calories because I'm just so sick of eating. You know, like, you're yeah. not going to sit down and eat 64 ounces. And, you know, like, your calorie restriction is automatically going way down. And she said, so I think actually what it is, it's, it's a forced, you're basically forcing yourself into fasting. Yeah, I get that. Sense. Anytime I do eat meat, it's pretty heavy for me. Mm-hmm. I don't eat it very often. I mean, I'm like, I say I'm 90% vegan, but yeah. um, I'll eat it and it's just like, I don't need to eat. Like it's, I still feel full. But isn't it acidic anyway? Regardless of whether if it, I mean, fish may be not as acidic, but meat's still I mean, acidic, carnivore right? Carnivore diet? Are you allowed to eat fish, or is it just meat? I mean, it's it's meat. Like fish is still a meat. I know. I just wonder. I haven't heard anybody say they're down in meat. I heard a bunch of people saying they're down in like porterhouse steaks. That's it. Well, see, here's the. I would get so bored. Well, the thing that I don't understand is like. What happens when you uh, absorb food, especially in your gut, you have a byproduct of a free radical release in your digestive tract. One of the bigger ones for meat products are uh, arachidonic acid, there's COMT, and there's something called TMAO. And these are blood tests that you can check to see if the levels are high enough you're producing inflammatory free radicals from the food you're eating and so forth. The way I've always understood it is that foods cooked at high temperatures have the ability to cause really bad inflammation and so if you have people who are going on a paleo diet like myself who's now doing it I increase my amount of meat but I still increase my amount of fish because I'm like I can't have too much red meat because I know for some people like me it can be inflammatory and I just don't agree with the idea of tearing up the gut by doing high amounts of barbecue because even the burnt part of barbecue is carcinogenic yeah that's true so I'm just like why in the hell are these people doing a carnivore diet and thinking steaks okay steaks are steaks are okay I'm like they could do a, a, a carnivore diet and eat very lean turkey meat, chicken, or fish, and do a bunch of eggs, 
but they still need like veggies. Like why is like no one ever saying like, here's this cool ass veggie diet that I have and I'm gonna do they're, a little they're bit they're of meat called with vegans. it. But that's the thing, there's a, but there's a knock on them too, right? Well, I'm not, what are you, vegan? That's I, the number one thing people ask me, are you vegan? I'm like, no, I eat meat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think any of those camps gets kind of religious really, sure. really quick. I mean, it turns into like, I'm right, you're wrong. And what I have found is I don't, I just think it's all in a one studies. It's all, everybody is so specific and the, the real amount that we know about nutritional science is like yeah. this much. And there's so many factors going into it. So the fact that you have really done the testing, your pre and post testing, that you know your genetics, that you, the likelihood is you don't. So I think for most people, it's like most people just don't eat like an idiot. And then if you want to get super nerdy with it, I think it's an experiment phase. Yeah. Try it out. See what it does. I mean, if you're going to do something for a month, it's not going to kill you. You know, like, I mean, what's his name? McDonald's for a month. He did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, I love them. <laughs> this is like supersize me or whatever? Yeah, supersize yeah. me. I mean, I, so hilariously, you said in college, so I swam all through high school. I was tiny. I was like a beanpole. I ate like crap, but I was just like a size four teensy blonde girl. And I went to college and I started drinking every single day, like, because I was in college and eating Taco Bell at like two in the morning. Because, oh college. my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. What? You can it's just still get, open. <laughs> you can get bean burritos after you go to the bar. Oh, which yeah. This is awesome. Oh, yeah. I love all the different foods that come up. I mean, I don't eat them. It's all munchy. Like, but it's just stoner, like, drunken food. Yeah. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. So many drunken foods. Yeah. Like, and healthy, it, healthy it's choice like pizza. It says healthy. It said healthy. Yeah. It was healthy choice. I mean. Yeah. It's it's like, 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 you make taco shells out of eggs? Like, that's awesome. <laughs> out of Doritos? What? You make a taco shell out of a Dorito? Well, I like the KFC bowls because they put everything in oh, there, the right? Like, yeah, because you're going to do that anyway, right? You're going to yeah. pour it all into a bowl anyway. <laughs> so do it for me. Yeah. I So I ended up, I went to school in July early, and uh, I ended up gaining almost 50 pounds in one semester. God. 50 pounds? 50. How did that look for a skinny bean pole? It did like not yourself? look good. My sister calls her the girl who ate Allison. <laughs> well, where did you put it? Was it all belly? It was most, no, I mean, it, seriously, it looked like somebody put a, like a air hose in my mouth and kind of blew up my whole, I mean, my whole body, including, but mostly I carry, I do carry my weight around my mid, midsection if I'm going to put weight on. And uh, my mom, <laughs> she didn't tell me this until much later, but when I got off the plane to go home, got home, um, I walked up to her and she almost didn't recognize me. And she said she almost started crying, like, in the airport. Because I have two morbidly obese aunts. And they used to be really gorgeous when they were young. And she said, I was terrified that you had gone down a path that I maybe wasn't going to be able to help you get back. Yeah. And she goes, and I was just so scared that for you, for your health, you know, that that something was going on. And uh, it ended up taking me about another two years to then get it all back off which I did in college but how did you do it in college <laughs> this is so funny talk about like not really like reading kind of reading like you know muscle fitness magazine yeah. you know like random glamour you know whatever I well first off my mom when I came home for Christmas it was when Atkins had first come out yeah. and she's like I've been wanting to try this diet everybody says it's really good let's do it and so we did the Atkins diet and I think I lost like 12 pounds yeah over, no carbs well Plus, I was I was 18 years old. I mean, you were 
she's still active. Yeah, yeah and then it was my mom had a, they had a um, training facility at her job, and so we it's the first time I ever met a personal trainer. I was like, what? Look how fit that older lady is. She was probably like 25 years old. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 18, I was like, look there. at that old lady teaching those people how to be fit. She was maybe 30. Um, <laughs> and so we did that. So it was like I saw and felt my body change for the first time and was like, oh. And so that was actually the thing that got me kind of into working out. And then I went back to school and it was hard because I was still drinking all the time. My, maybe got a little better with food definitely was consistently working out but then I read something if you did anything for 45 days straight it would become a habit of your body and then I read a completely different thing that said running was the fastest ways to lose weight yeah and so I said I told myself that and I hated running like hated it it was the worst thing like in high school like I was like I'm not I'm never running um and so I told myself that I would run a minimum of two miles a day for 45 days just to see if I could make myself a runner. Because yeah. I was like, if I'm a runner, like I would have yeah. to be in shape. Yeah, you're healthy. You're <laughs> I would have to be yeah. healthy. Yeah. And, uh, and I did it, and I actually made myself a runner. So you, you ran every day? For 45 days. Do you still run? I don't run as much anymore, but I, from that point, I ran consistently from the time I was 18 I was 36 probably really consistently and I like went out you know I ended up doing I've done six marathons I qualified for Boston ran Boston um, I've done a lot of running and then and then I went to culinary school and up there I still ran quite a bit and then I started working a lot and I kind of cut back on my running and then since I've been back in Austin I haven't run as much because I just kind of got bored of it. Like I just wanted to do something else. I kind of feel like I've done, I might train for something again because I kind of miss training for an event. Yeah, I miss like, the training. I, I like that part. I actually texted that to Ken today. I was like, I'd like us to train yeah. for something together just to have something, something to, to work do. on. Yeah. So, yeah, that was interesting. But then I ended up losing all the weight and kind of got back in shape. But. but did you go back to your, like, your skinny, skinny self again? Like went the running? Uh, I probably got close to how... The thing was, the interesting thing was, I was really skinny in high school, but I had no muscle mass. Yeah. Like I had shoulders because I was a swimmer, but I didn't have any muscle. And so the fittest I've ever been was about a year and a half ago. The fittest in yeah. my entire life was at 38 when I moved back to Texas. That's cool. And I'm, I'm sitting about... A little, a little, a little less fit than I was then, but so you say. Not, much. not only are you at your fittest, mm -hmm. healthiest, healthiest, happiest, happiest, most balanced. And it took you your entire life to get <laughs> so far. So far, I got another like sixty years. Yeah, yeah. And you're still gonna keep working on it. Fuck yeah, every day. Yeah, people are like, "What are you training for?" I'm like, "Life." What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> training for life. Whatever's gonna happen tomorrow. So fun. Yeah. I yeah, you know, changing that mindset of like from it being like a chore and something you have to do, just the mindset shift to like, it's something you get to do and then it's actually fun if you get to look at it like that, is like, turn yourself into a guinea pig and like experiment and figure out what you wanna do. And that's, you know, taking people through the program, I give them a lot of permission of like, okay, here's five different ways you can move your body. Go out and try them. Which one do you actually wanna do? <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't care which one you do. 
Yeah. I just need you to do something. And I want you to do something that you actually like. Do you love dancing? Do you love yoga? Do you love lifting weights? Something. Do something. I mean, I need you to get some strength, and I need you to get some cardiovascular in there. So, like, let's figure out what that looks like. Same thing for mindset. You want to do yoga? You want to do walking meditation? You want to do straight-up breathing? You want to do some Wim Hof? <laughs> Doesn't matter That's to cool. me. Don't care. Just figure out which one you like that you're not going to have to, like, talk yourself into every day. Yeah, I don't get that. People are like, oh, I hate going to the gym. I'm not to do that. I'm like, well, obviously you're doing something wrong. You should find something that you enjoy. <laughs> yeah, for serious. Like, why are you going to get up and do that? It's like going to a job that you hate. Like, oh, I hate this fucking job. I'm like, well, why do you work there? Because they feel stuck and they're so terrified to make a different decision. Because that's the thing, right? Just like in life. I have this body. I'm afraid to do this. Well, here's what you can. You want to answer us? Do these five things. You'll get the body and the mind you've always wanted. I don't have time for that. Let me pencil it in next week. I'll sign up, you know, in January. Yeah. And I love seeing, because I've always worked at the Y downtown, like for years. Oh, I love that place. And it gets packed come February and January, and I get pissed. I'm like, it's okay, one more month, and then they're all going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't happen, because you see the same people, and they're like, yeah, those people, they stay upstairs on the treadmills and all that elliptical stairs. The people down lifting weights and doing, like, hit and boxing, they're like, this is year-round. Oh, yeah. Same people. Same people. Yeah. And I've seen them. They go to socialize in other groups. They do what they can. Um, it's still kind of like I read and look at like like Arnold's workouts, Schwarzenegger's, oh, uh. and the and it's all simple stuff. So the same crazy. exercises the past 40 years. And they're like, these are your basics. Mm -hmm. Right? And then it's funny because I'll go in the gym, I'll see people do it, and I look at the physiques, and there's like top heavy. Oh, yeah. Right? Top heavy vanity muscles. I'm like, man, their calves are skinny. What's wrong with your legs? What's wrong with your legs? Legs day, you just skip every time, right? No ass. No cardio, right? And then I never see them do rotator cuff exercises, oh. like ever. Or any kind of mobility, which no. is like the worst. It's like, can you even take your shirt on, on and off? Oh, no, hair? I like the guys that walk around with like, the like, big oh my God, arms. you can't even take your shirt off. We can't. He's like, I got a scratch back here. I cannot get it. Can oh, you get it for me? But yeah, they can still shoulders. stick themselves with the testosterone. But there it is right there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he, I started doing uh, yoga and I was doing a push-up one day and Bali goes, you're doing a push-up all wrong. <laughs> 36 years old, I don't know how to do a push-up correctly. And he's like, yeah, bring your elbows in like this. I'm like, oh, shit. Most people don't know how to do a push-up. It's yeah. about the same percentage as the breathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little better, but not a lot. Oh, yeah. I, I'm still working on the breathing. Yeah. Well, I think breathing is, a, breathing is a legit thing to try to nail because I still have a problem with doing big diaphragmatic breaths. And there's just so many different ways to breathe too. Right? Oh, like, yeah. oh my god! Like it's well, I do a lot of uh, climbing. When I go up to Colorado. I got went up for my birthday, and I mean, you're doing some crazy different things, but like you control that through breath. Like I find myself like struggling. It's like hold on, let me just catch my breath, regulate how I'm breathing, and then it's like all right, I can go again. Yeah. And then, but it's just like you have to be aware first of all. Yeah. That your breathing's off, right? Mm -hmm. And then. But it, I mean, if you ever go to a yoga class, like there, it, it's always like, don't forget to breathe. Like, don't forget to breathe. It's like, why do they keep saying that, right? Because it's, it's the most important part. Like, and because the majority of people hold their breath through movement. Like, I, I, I can hear it, like with my clients, if I'm not even looking at them. Like, I'm like, are you breathing? <laughs> yeah. You know, because everybody wants to do something. 
And I'm like, your face is turning into a <laughs> tomato. Yeah. You need to breathe. Especially like stretching and stuff, people just completely lock down. You're just not used to it. So like really using like, I like using those real soft balls and like putting them in your abdomen and laying over them, stretching your diaphragm and doing deep breaths on those. And just kind of remembering, laying over Swiss balls and teaching people how to press into a Swiss ball. Because most people are just such chest breathers. That's me. I mean, they're, <laughs> which is me too. I've had to teach myself. It's taken forever. But I still can do it. Someone told me the other day, so just tape your mouth. Ooh, that is a good one. Trying to work out without huh. with your mouth taped. There's actually, at PaleoFX, there was some, some mouth tape that you slept with. Put it on your I saw that. Like I want to try. I think it would help me with my snoring. I think. Supposedly, I think it's really amazing. I have a girl that I follow, and she does these workout challenges where you have to hold a piece of paper between your mouth. God so, you dang. Have to, so you have to breathe through your nose while you're doing the series. It makes it really hard. Try to do some like sun salutation. How many sun salutations can you do with a piece of paper between your mouth? It's, it's I bet like, you can do it. It's like yeah. a fun. Yeah, you. I can usually make it about. She does these like kind of fun movement flow. I mean, it kind of feels like you're doing vinyasa, but she's kind of doing this different movement flow with that thing through you, and I can usually do it about five to six minutes, and then the paper flies. That's cool. I totally do that, but it's going to take me a while to get used to it. I'll let you do it first. <laughs> you do a video yeah. on it, and then you teach me how to do it. Does that work? That's cool. All right. That's cool. So, um... I think you're almost done with your IV. Woo woo. Yeah. I don't well, know. Are you going to tell people what's in this magical concoction? All right. So, for the people who are listening and the people Wait, who are watching. That, did you feel any like heat? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. Cool. Did you feel it right here? It. Did you feel anything right here? A little like here. Yeah. All right. So, Allie's getting an IV right now. And we put a bunch of B vitamins, like B complex, B12, uh, P5P, which is the active form of B6. So it's going to boost your serotonin and your dopamine. We talked about that earlier. Um, there's glutathione to detox you as well. There's taurine to detox you. And taurine also makes bile, which breaks down your fat. So like it breaks down your avocados. And then there's some carnitine as well because, you know, we eat meat. But at the same time, carnitine helps repair the muscles, detox the muscles. And then it also helps with um, metabolism. It essentially takes free-floating fatty acids like you would get from your dietary uh, avocados. Yeah. And it helps take that free fatty, fatty acids into the cells, the mitochondria, and it converts it into ATP, which is our currency of energy. Mm. It does that in the brain as well, so that's how you promote energy production in the brain as well. Um, let's see what else we had in there uh, off the top of my head. B5 I put by itself to help kind of calm you down a little bit. And then we put NAD. NAD, which is uh, mitochondrial uh, rejuvenation that produces more ATP. That's the stuff that you felt in your chest, like the little bit of warmth, the kind of that rush. It's like almost adrenaline that you're producing. So we don't give a high amounts of it, but you can totally tell the difference. I figure you'd probably be able to handle it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, in your drink, we had a multivitamin concoction. It's called our Slenderita, and it has methyl B9, methyl B12, P5P, glutathione, taurine, arginine, uh, magnesium, manganese, it has uh, alpha ketoglutamate, it has natural caffeine, it comes from green tea and hot coffee bean, and then we make it with topo and lime. So Pardon, we add, I added Oh, we added, we added L-glutamine, our slenderellic gut. That Which powered. we only keep finding more and more amazing things about glutamine. Tell me more about that. 
All right. <laughs> Break it down. Break it down. So it's like the most abundant amino acid, right? Like yeah. That, yep. that your body will make. But um, so um, who was here earlier, Valerie, yeah. she works a lot with gut patients and whatnot. And I was mentioning, well, because on our Facebook page, someone asked about candida yeah. and if glutamine would help. And, you know, I was kind of like, well, I could do some research on it and find out. I would... I would assume so, but I was like, I'm not sure. I'm not going to just say yes. Yeah. Um, and not only did I find that, yes, it's actually very much recommended for candida, but it also in specific amounts in 4,000 milligrams, really? which happens to be the exact dosage that our Sunderella gut supplement. <laughs> Look how well that worked out. Yep. Has. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Why? Because we always talk about how Sunderella products are going to are like pharmaceutical grade. And I was like, well, that makes sense that it is that grade that we have i mean that dosage that we have uh but then she was talking about how it also helps with sugar cravings and yeah. and uh, and you know it helps with, with 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 that aspect of things but for for me it's just like it goes into your gut oh and then the other thing is that i we keep finding that it's for glutamine specifically for the gut is better as a powder than it is as well because if you do it as a shadow iv you're going to skip the gut so it's not mm -hmm. uh, really going to help the gut from that sense. Mm -hmm. But it goes in there in patches, right? So glutamine goes in patches is what actually patches any striations or tears in muscle or in your stomach or like your flora, your gut flora and all that. So yeah. um, it goes in there and just patches things up and helps you heal. And so it's, it's insane, like it's, it's incredible what all the different things that can do. But it goes a little bit further than that. So the glutamine, it does patch up leaky gut yeah. So, like you talk about the gut inflammation paradox, is mm -hmm. that essentially if you keep funneling stuff in there, it's going to cause inflammation. What it essentially does is it, it's like a spike. Like lecithins, like you find in like almonds and all that. Mm -hmm. Though I say that's why it's damaging for some people. Seeds, the same thing. It's like these little anti nutrients go in there and they chip and poke holes in the lining of the gut, and it causes uh, the tight gap junctions of the gut to basically open up and it causes leaky gut syndrome, which is where your nutrients don't get absorbed properly. It goes straight to your bloodstream. Yeah. Glutamine patches it up like stucco. It does the same thing in the muscles when it comes to like the microfiber tears after like, you know, DOMS, delayed onset mm -hmm. muscle soreness. And so it filters out the lactic acid. You put in carnitine and then that's also gonna help filter out the lactic acid. It removes uh, the ammonia that builds up in the muscles and helps uh, contribute to the urea cycle. But the cool thing about glutamine, on top of that, from a brain standpoint, since glutamine is the most abundant amino acid, glutamine goes and gets converted into uh, several things, but it gets converted either to glutamate or GABA. Yeah. And so glutamate is an excitatory neurotoxin. It's right up there with aspartame and MSG to where essentially glutamate goes and overexcites the brain by pumping up the brain cells to, they're so excited they pop because they get so big. And uh, excitation of brain cells and neurons can essentially be uh, correlated with Parkinson's, MS, Alzheimer's, any type of cognitive decline. Mm -hmm. So what happens with glutamine is that instead of it going to glutamate, if a healthier way it, it's used, it goes to the production of GABA, which is our body's like main or only inhibiting neurotransmitter. Yeah. So you have serotonin, dopamine, and uh, you have melatonin, which are our major neurotransmitters. Taurine can be considered a, a neurotransmitter in certain aspects. But GABA is the one inhibitory because it, it activates the parasympathetic mm -hmm. nervous system, right? Meditation, grounding, we're trying to do the same thing too. GABA is rarely produced in people who are always stressed all the time, yeah. right? But what happens with it is P5P, which is vitamin B6, yeah. like I said, is a deficiency in a lot of people. 
I talked about if you're deficient in it, it can lead to heart health. Well, the brain health issue is P5P helps the glutamine convert over to GABA. So if you're deficient in B6 and you have all that glutamine, the glutamine in a sympathetic mode, it gets pushed to glutamate and overexcitatory. So if you have a deficiency in B6 and P5P, you will never hit GABA, which means that really? person's walking around being sympathetic all the time. Huh. So if you take glutamine, we always try to put P5P with it because it'll help activate that GABA chain. Yeah. yeah, so <laughs> little things like glutamine are, that's why we, the connection of the gut to the brain, it's the second oh, brain, yeah. right? Because the truth is, if your gut's so in disarray, 95% of your serotonin is going to be producing a duodenum. If your duodenum is so inflamed you can't release it, then no wonder you're going to be depressed all the time. Yeah. But serotonin also regulates blood pressure and it regulates, uh, regulates uh, behavior. Yeah. So on top of that, it's like, well, they're pissed off, they're depressed, and then they're aggressive. And it's like, well, how do we get them to calm down? Let's give them glutamine, let's give them some P5P, and let's see how it changes their gut health, and let's fix their diet. Mm -hmm. So that's all the stuff that you got in here. Plus, uh, did you put the optoneuro? I did, yeah. You got the best active form of magnesium in there. Ooh. So the other cool thing is you take it one step further with neuro, with neuro health. A lot of people are deficient in B6 and magnesium. Magnesium is also needed in order to produce more glutathione in your body, which is an antioxidant. It's needed to produce more taurine, which is also an antioxidant. Magnesium is also needed to produce serotonin, dopamine, melatonin, GABA, and ATP. Mm -hmm. Norepinephrine, epinephrine. So it's like, if you're deficient in all these things, it's not that you're gonna have cramps, right? It's not that you're gonna be tired all the time. It's like you're not functioning because you're not producing serotonin, you're not producing enough GABA. Yeah. You're not you, you're you're overexciting your brain from all the crap you're doing. We need to detox all that crap and help shift you in a parasympathetic mode, and then also reduce inflammation across your body. Yes. Yeah. So that's <laughs> so that's what you're getting in your IV and in your drink. I'll be here. Yeah. That's what we like to do. That's what we like to do. So so that's uh yeah so that's our nutritional piece for today. Uh, I think we're probably out of time. Yeah. So, so where can we find you? So let's 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 say uh, yeah. Where can we find the badass Allie Waddell? I'm all across the internet. Um, I'm at AllieWaddell.com. I'm at Allie Waddell Wellness on Facebook and Allie Waddell on Instagram. Nice. If anybody wants to chit chat, I do um, complimentary breakthrough sessions with people. Those are hour long and kind of what we were just talking about. If you're like, know you want to make a change, you're actually ready to take responsibility for yourself. I'm happy to kind of give y'all a link. Y'all can share that. Sweet. Nice. Awesome. Chat Sweet. with y'all. Nice. Awesome. That's well, so fun. We got to have you on again. Let's do it. Sweet. Y'all right. are going to be on my show soon, so Sweet. get ready. Oh yeah, what's that podcast too? Yeah. Yeah, so that's called, well, I have a few different shows. So I have a show called Wellness Posse Wednesday. Um, where I interview wellness professionals to talk about how people can kind of implement those philosophies into their life. And then y'all are going to be on the brand new show, VBP, Very Badass People. Aww. And this is for my VIP friends. Aww. And so that really is how can we, this is a, allows me to really talk to anybody, but it's real actionable items that you believe every, people, every person can implement in their life to nice. be more badass. I feel honored. I feel honored. All right, cool. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, come find us at MSW Lounge in Slenderella, USA, folks. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye.